Yep. So I have to know, Tyler, have you ever had a fart that just completely hit your G-spot on its very, very erotic exit? I have. It It leaves you there weak in the knee. You know? Yeah, like, so I, I experienced it twice today, and I was... Do you think it's like a frequency thing? Or like a, I like a, I don't know, a vibration in the right spot thing. Yeah. Like, do you think I could play a certain note and put the speaker close to my ass and get that kind of stimulation? Yeah. Or, you know, or I, I think, have to go vibrator. I think there's a couple different variables. I think one is, um, you know, angle. So, are you sitting, standing? What are you doing when it's were you, happening? Were you standing? I was standing. Mm. I actually just, and this might. And this might be a, a contributing factor. I just got done taking a really long, satisfying piss. And then I was shaken off and pulled up and uh, flushed. And then as I was walking away, I just felt this like little bubble of pressure shoot right down through my stomach and straight into my rectum. And I just let it rip. And it was loud, satisfying, and I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure that I didn't have an orgasm. So, <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. It just I hit so that. different, and I walked right out of the bathroom feeling just like. How do I do that again? I was, I was like, <laughs> "Hey, is this is this a is this a me phenomenon, or do, do other people experience this pleasure?" You got fucked by a ghost, my friend. <laughs> yeah. I think. <laughs> I think the ghost got fucked by my asshole. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I prolapsed, but good God. That's amazing. But I yeah. love that for you. I'm glad yeah. you got to experience that. Yeah, so just a just a fun little tidbit on the uh on the opening end of this wonderful podcast. So boys, if you ever go and do a dry spell, take a big piss, do a couple laps around your bathroom, see what happens. Okay? <laughs> right. Yep. The other time today was while I was driving uh, my car. So <laughs> I was just like, it's like yeah. swerve into oncoming traffic. <laughs> <laughs> just start barrel rolling. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that got me all fucked up today. <laughs> Questioning your sexuality. <laughs> Am I gay? I think I'm asexual now. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. I work with a guy. This is related to unrelated. Before we go into our other thing, I work with a guy who was real big into farts. One time, like I shit you not, he was one of those "Hey, watch this video" type people, and one out of every four videos was a video of a girl farting, and he would just like crack the fuck up. But I can't, I can't, I don't think he thought it was funny. Here's the problem. I think he, he, was, he wasn't. La- he was laughing as his cover, but secretly he was aroused. Oh, bricked up! Yeah, that's he what was, I'm thinking. Yeah, he was full masked while he was laughing hysterically to cover up his boner. And I mean, if that's your thing, go I mean, for it. But I mean, like, admittedly, have you ever clicked on a farting thread on 4chan? I have, but I haven't gotten. My, I've I, I mean, it's never <laughs> it's never done anything for me, but it is just kind of. Interesting. Morbid curiosity. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah for science. <laughs> um, uh, it, is, it is a fascinating thing. It's just, you know, it's usually just, you know, a, a naked asshole sticking up in the air and, you know, just a little. That's like, 
this is this is the first of two times I'm, I'm for sure going to mention the small part of me that's libertarian but you know it's like the whole do what you want but don't shove it in my face and i think that's literally shoving it in my face <laughs> you know what i mean like that is literally like that's like you say that to your gay friend because they always just be like hey look at this and it's gay porn it's like you know it's like i don't know yeah it's really funny i hope he's doing good yeah I no he, I, think, I think he has a kid we we have the you know best of wishes to everybody here but, uh, <laughs> this is a safe place no yeah, judgment yeah, yeah no judgment hilarious yeah. um i've you know it's feet have made such a huge impact in uh, recent years <laughs> because of things like OnlyFans, and uh, now they actually have subscription, you know, de- dedicated subscription sites for, for feet, feet Finder. Feet Finder. I'm gonna have to hop on there. I think. Um, I don't have good feet though. I have. Yeah. No, no. I mean, unless someone gets off on like snaggletooth feet, then that's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> Dry skin, then, like. Yeah. Do you want to see my calloused heel rub up against a piece of plywood? Like, <laughs> I can, I can do that for you. Somebody would be into that. Um, just gotta find your right, John. But no, it's just really fascinating how many like closet feet fetishes were out there and now like everyone's just so open about it i mean people going up to women at like gas stations and like handing them money offering them money if they can just have a picture of just their feet nothing else you know they don't want anything feet to do are a gateway drug <laughs> into sex work tell me i'm <laughs> You know, you start off just taking pictures of your feet, but a few months down the road, you're going to be on some dude's couch interviewing to jack him off with your fucking feet. And then then there you are on the bank bus. Yeah. Feet edition. Yeah. So just be prepared for that if you jump down that rabbit hole. People on 4chan like feet a lot. Maybe not a lot, but I feel like there's pretty consistently a feet. Yeah, no, everybody on 4chan likes everything. And unfortunately, they like things that... I've never even halfway considered. Um, That's there's there's too many to name, they, and I don't want to get into a bunch of terminology and BBC. Details. They love BBC. I'll say it. They like that. Um, they also like uh, trans. I've I've seen a lot of threads demanding trans cream pies, and I'm like, that's really interesting. It's really funny that there is always trans threads, but also anti-trans threads. There's like a war going on. Yeah, oh, I mean, like, yeah. it, it's it's uh, that's just the nature of 4chan. People, people are always trying to get after one another on there for one reason or another. It's a never-ending shit show. But I digress. I um, heard on on the news that the people from 4chan pass out THC gummies on Halloween. Oh yeah, right. So that's about been a segue. Let's go. That's been a that's been an interesting development, right? Is for all of these years around Halloween, it's kind of just like a tradition now where the news gets on there and starts their fear mongering shit with, you know, check your children's candy. They're putting extra razor blades in there this year, or there's fentanyl lace gummies, or there's THC gummies, and yeah, you know, there's money it would cost to. Like, it would be thousands of dollars to buy well, THC gummies. So, to so that was out. 
So that was one of the points that I saw get brought up was it would cost one person, you know, $2,500 to $3,000 to have enough of that on hand. Now, granted, they're quoting retail. If you're good enough, you can make your own. Um, but that's beside the point. Cheaper, but still kind of a costly endeavor because you have to obviously source the material to make an infusion and then you have the labor of going through and making such a thing but it's just not possible pass it out on yeah but, ju- but go through all that work not to just consume it for yourself and enjoy it but pass it out as candy to children because you want to get them high and you'll be like <laughs> um i just and it's th- not at that realistic point, it's like i mean most of the packaging like 99 percent of the packaging is really very visible that it is marijuana candy yeah, but like if it if it was bought retail, yeah, and even if it like if let's say you homemade it, what's the one house in the neighborhood that passed out loose candy or bagged yeah. up candy? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's stupid. It's um now, drugs cost money. Yeah, they're not cheap, and more, more, there's there's all these cops coming forward from all the you know all over the place saying that. They've never had any evidence of that ever being an issue. Any issue, no. The one that and... really the one that really killed me is when they were talking about a little girl who consumed a, a piece of candy that was laced with THC and like she went into the hospital and was like being treated for like a THC overdose. And I'm like, excuse me, what? Everything you just said in that entire little segment about that is far-fetched and way over the line of anything that is completely possible with a singular piece of infused candy. I don't care how many milligrams is in it. Unless it's over fucking thousand, it ain't causing you, you know, don't get me wrong. 400, you know what 400 did to you. <laughs> it's, yeah, <laughs> it can easily be a bad time. Yeah, but I mean, it's not, it can't, you can't overdose on it. I mean, yeah, gonna you're like you're gonna you, but... you're gonna be on a high that you don't really. I I don't personally. What's funny to me ever like the, to achieve, but yeah. In the video I saw, they brought up a case like that, and then a case of like a boy getting into something else. I forget, yeah. but in both the investigations, they found no connection to Halloween candy. Methamphetamines was the other one. Meth- yes, yeah. And he had a stroke. That yeah. one's believable, because methamphetamines are dangerous, and depending on what the dose was, it yeah it easily could have. Well, I I'm thinking it's sensationalized, sensationalized language, because I want to say I had a buddy, who we both know, that oh that had too much weed and went to the ER, and mm-hmm. on his medical paperwork it says THC overdose. Yeah, well, uh, so... so they probably went off of like. <sighs> So, an overdose is taking too much. So in a in a medical situation, which it's unfortunate that it has to be this way, but the word overdose usually it's all about terminology, okay? But, Alcohol you, poisoning is you overdosing on drinking. As it was in today's environment, when you think overdose, you think of like heroin or well, you, you you're straight, going to die. Yeah, you go straight yeah. to that. You go to hardcore drugs. You go to highly addictive drugs. And not only that, but drugs that have a pretty damn good chance of killing you. Actually fucking killing you. Um, so 
it's a uh, yeah, it's a tough sell on the THC bit. That's that's Is the it? moral Yeah. that I'm trying to get around to here. Yeah. It's on anything, though. I just can't, like... But okay, I remember where I was going with this. In a hospital, you know, setting, it is considered, it is still considered, even though it's in the works of not being this anymore, it is technically, and I'm saying technically with quotations, a scheduled one uh, drug. So for hospitals to use words like overdose means an exorbitant amount that caused paranoia and anxiety and panic attacks uh, because you can get uncomfortably high. It's not an unheard of thing, um, especially if you're someone who's inexperienced new to it yeah and or a first-time user. As a first-time user, I got green sick, okay? I feel I... like literally everybody who smokes marijuana has been too high like too high Well, at you one have point to find the baseline, right? You exactly have to know, you have to, everyone has to find their cutoff and it changes. Um, you know, mine and my, my later, uh, I'm not going to say later years because that sounds like I'm dating myself here, but, and as I have aged, uh, past the age of 25 and onwards and upwards and now 30, um, I, you know, I took a huge break. Uh, for a couple years, just because between 25 and 30, you know, I took a few years off of it almost completely and would only use it, you know, maybe socially here and there. Um, but now it's like, it's becoming more, it's becoming easier to, to talk about it and be open about it with other people just because of the, the taboo is slowly mel melting away. So somewhat to say, um, It's becoming more normalized and it's being not, you know, put in this uh, demon light that the government always wanted to shine on it because for some reason they just, you know, hated the product or hated the, you know, the idea of it. Um, and, you know, and it, and it all really uh, comes back to, uh, you know, the industrial hemp bill uh, being passed at 2015 or somewhere in there. I don't know, 20 teens, some, you know, one of those years that wasn't COVID. That all blend together Yeah, the ones that we can't <laughs> ever go back to. from twenty thirteen to like twenty <laughs> eighteen they're all one year they're yeah, all tw they're all yeah. twenty sixteen they're all the summer of twenty sixteen Dude, the summer of 2016 is where it really all changed. yeah wasn't that That's when did when harambe die is that when harambe died Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. was it twenty sixteen Yeah. keep going I'm gonna look it up So that isn't it weird? May twenty eighth, twenty Yeah, yeah, there sixteen. you go. Yes, <laughs> that's that was the catalyst But that set us here. isn't it weird? Like, do you have fond memories of 2016? That was the year I graduated high school. So yes, definitely. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right, baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my sixth sixth year out of high school. I'm on my seventh or eighth now. I'm an old, old weathered soul. I'm uh you're twelve, baby, so Yeah. we're just screws and running along. Apparently we had a five year reunion that no one told me about. Josh Yeah. says he Josh says he told me and I didn't go because he didn't go. And that seems valid, but I have no recollection of that. Yeah, that I wouldn't have gone either if you weren't Yeah. going.
I especially mean, if we were, yeah, you know, high high school sweethearts, so to say. So, um, <laughs> we were, but, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, the summer of 2016. I mean, I was uh, I was working at Office Max. I had recently taken over at the beginning of that year the operation manager role. Um, and working at Office Max, I remember vividly it was uh, it was pretty late into the summer, possibly even fall by that point when um, Comey came out and said that he was reopening his investigation into the Hillary Clinton email scandal and the waves, the waves that that created for that entire election was unprecedented. I mean, and here we are now after a coup with a coup, coup, not a coup. <laughs> a coup. It ain't, it ain't a there coup were DeVille. fucking They're... chickens in the state house building. There, they were, they were parading chicken coops <laughs> down Pennsylvania Avenue and releasing them onto unsuspected bystanders. That is so funny. Yeah. 2016 was definitely a, yeah, a year. A, yeah, a turning and then, point, <laughs> and then twenty twenty was its own little shit show, and twenty one was, uh, obviously the the afterglow. Yeah, the catalyst to all of the things that we still are hearing about in the news a year and a half later, um, and that being, you know, January sixth. They just need to lock. Donald they, and Hillary in a cell together, and whoever comes out alive oh, gets they're, to run again. They're not the only ones who need handcuffs, but it'd be a good <laughs> You're start. Right. Um, be a good start. And there's a few, couple dozen people who need to go through the exact same process and be tossed right into the same pen, and then they can all have a prison fight with one another. <laughs> whoever <laughs> well, wins. Whoever wins, wins their freedom, but the caveat is they are never allowed to publicly serve in any form of office ever again. They get again. banished from the country. Yeah. They get, they get exiled to fucking Alaska. You, you, have know to, what else? you have to go live with Sarah Palin in Alaska. That's funny. After she lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could see Russia from my house. Um, do, you know, do you know what else happened in 2016? What? It was a phenomenon that happened around this. It wasn't even around this time of year. It seemed like it happened for months where people were seeing clowns everywhere. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have any clown sightings in where you live? Or uh, I never experienced any, but the videos but, were pretty disturbing. So, okay. So apparently this all started in France. It was some like movie thing where they like really put videos on YouTube of just like a clown standing there ominously or whatever. Some like movie promotion. And then it like it blew up and people were freaking out. And then like nobody really I could not find any definite reason of why this happened. It kind of seems like it was like oh that person got famous. I'm gonna do that. And then after that happened a couple times it was like well if we're just like doing this why can't we have clowns here? So just people just started doing it everywhere. And like there were a few documented instances of like what I would say are like opportunistic criminals, whether like maybe it's that someone taking their prank too far or 
true malice intent or whatever, but like there were a few documented cases of people being chased down by a clown with like a baseball bat or like yes. seeing one with a mm-hmm. chainsaw or something like that. Yes. And that uh, turned into I think it was like Penn State Penn Penn Wow State, maybe Penn Penn Penn, Penn State. Penn Penn Penn. Did I have a stroke? Uh, where they did a clown hunt and there were like 30,000 armed college students roaming around the town looking for clowns. They were armed with makeshift weapons and baseball bats and all kinds of shit. Like, Wow. So, excuse me, there was a lot of videos out there uh, of people documenting this phenomenon. And I think, uh, you know, what you said has some uh, validity to it with it just kind of becoming a uh, like, like a, snow, a trend. Uh, like a snowball effect like it went viral you know yeah by today's standards that would be a viral well, back in my day we just did the harlem shake we didn't go around scaring oh my god each you other. literally <laughs> literally beat me to it i was going to bring up harlem shake next and i was like that's really dating yourself 2012 okay that's when yeah. that shit was going down uh, we did a harlem shake at my friend's quinceanera 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 Quinceanera. Yeah. All, all of her extended family were like, what are these white kids doing? Stop. You're Stop. making a fool of yourself. Stop the white kids. So yeah. someone tried to, and this is just a small little detour, and we will come right back to clowns <laughs> after I make this uh, not, uh, little, se- not segue, just comment in general. But someone earlier this year tried to bring back Harlem Shake they like posted three of them yeah they posted like a video and it gained like you know a little bit of like nostalgic traction but it it didn't take off you know gen zers are not interested in what millennials were doing back in 2012 for viral literally 10 years ago that's crazy literally literally 10 years ago when you little zoomers were just lads and ladies and now you're all thems and they's and he's and she's and helicopters and toasters and your gender doesn't match your uh, your sex. Whoa, and, whoa! Yeah. This is not the Fox News podcast, Nick. No, no, no! I'm saying that's just <laughs> that's that's how that's how everything is going now. Speaking um, of which, there was a really well known, um, well, that's TikToker that uh, identifies as um, them he. So it's a girl who was lesbian and then just did a complete 180 and started batting for the boys but as far as how they identify their gender but their sex i i don't know anyways but they got they got mega fucking targeted oh is that that fuzzy Mm-hmm. creator yeah mm-hmm. i saw i saw a yeah. lot of those yeah. yeah a lot of people so... duetting her hen- sorry okay. they's content and just roasting the fuck out of them so like for those of you who haven't seen him it's fuzzy something fuzzy zero zero or something like that yeah and they are uh yeah they're like I think non-binary or maybe they're identified as a man like you said but they look like masculine but their voice is more high like, like a, a child like a little boy's voice it's a higher pitched but like a, a higher pitch deep i don't know it's weird anyways but like they are very animated and like they speak in this high pitched voice and they are like silly, goofy, like you could definitely say childlike. Yeah, kind of like... annoying tendencies. Like 
lot of yelling, a lot of screaming, um, in like a comedic manner. And then, uh, you know, when people would do like, uh, like QA, um, comments, they, you know, would do this little bit where they'd go, I'm glad you missed. Like really obnoxiously. Right. I shortened it down, but. I don't want to say it's a character because I think that's, they said that's how they act in real life, but like, they're just animated. Like, granted, like, it's like a Looney Tune in real life. Yeah. Cartoonish. Yeah. Not for me. I think it's annoying, but I would simply just. Keep hold and tap and say not interested. Dude, they show Hide you more videos. if you do that. Don't do that. Hide videos from this user. Go to the fucking gem guy. I did that to him three times and he will not leave my for you page. So I'm actually funny. seeing it more frequently now. So funny. And I'm getting to the point where I'm commenting on the videos um aggressively just to be funny. Leave me alone. Why <laughs> yeah. you... Okay, how did we get to fuzzy though? What what were we even talking about before? Really funny. I know we were clowns, but how we go from uh, so I made a little the, the they then attack helicopter thing. <laughs> I I forget, <laughs> dude. I'm I'm not in the I'm not in the headspace to remember anything we've talked about already. They're getting half canceled. Some people are saying they're targeting children, and some people are just like, "You're fucking annoying." Yeah, so they they like yeah. left TikTok, and, yeah. and then they made a little like video explaining that now that the, now there's like a. A hater that they got into a really bad fight with and the cops got involved and the cops have advised them to step away from TikTok for a while. So which is crazy that it got to that point. Like mm-hmm. I va- it's valid that the content is not I don't I don't want to say it's bad because it's high quality, but it's very annoying and it's for a select group of people, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just let them ride. Just Yeah, just I mean I you know, TikTok has always had, you know, corners and pockets of but when someone goes viral and you start getting pushed on that for you page because of your popularity, it opens up your audience tenfold to all the other niches, and, yeah, and yeah, to all the other people. Like the algorithm is trying to find things and show them to people so that they can find other content constantly that they're finding interesting. And uh, you know, once once that happens, you're either gonna sink or swim. And uh, this one started sinking rapidly once the masses got their hands on it. Definitely. Admittedly, there was other, you know, LGBTQ plus members on TikTok duetting their videos and complaining just as much as um, straight people. So I'm definitely on gay TikTok. And uh, that's most that's mostly what I saw was like people being like, I'm straight now. And like, yeah, but yeah, that was more like a yeah. joke. But like, yeah, but still, that's the. They feel like that this person being as popular as they got on the app is somehow representing um, a community that they that they claim that they are a part of and they don't want to be associated with someone that's causing that much, you know, noise and distraction. I I mean, I, I can totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and not everyone's the same, though. Some people are all about it and love it consume that content rightfully so their choice um it's not for me i found it highly annoying but i didn't hate it i just stopped watching it but it kept getting forced on my for you page so i started getting like into the drama slight, slight, <laughs> slightly invested in like the yeah. storyline and i'm like <laughs> they did this on purpose it was a setup 
They yeah, TikTok it's like set, set it's like a live <laughs> it's like a live drama unfolding before your eyes, and every day you're just going through your for you page hoping for, you know, <laughs> just a little bit of an update on the situation, and then it yeah. finally climaxes, and they come out and they make their video and you know about what's what's going on and all the hate they've received and how it's escalated to the point where they have to take a step back and you know most people um you know find a way to ruin tiktok that's just the way it is and (laughs) tiktok ruins itself it's like hey help us target this person and you know get them really viral and popular but we don't want you to like them too much you gotta hate hate on them knock them down yeah so the the app definitely does not embrace um I guess friendly community, um, which they claim they do, but you know, people are out there getting banned for some of the silliest things that I've heard and then you have literal literal like naked like I mean, literal naked women league? being posted. The Wisconsin you, what? The Wisconsin volleyball team league. Did no. you see that? It was like it was a slideshow of like thirty pictures, and it was just their team picture over and over again. And the uh-huh. middle picture of the video was of them all in the locker room flashing their boobs. Oh, fun! But so that happened. It blew up. It was all over Twitter. There was like forty pictures and videos leaked of them in the locker room, like you know, just fucking off, but like naked. Not even anything like sexual. Just like yeah, just goofing around just in the locker, in the locker room. room. Yeah. yeah. But uh. So everyone's like hating on them and like jerking off to it and everything, but uh, because but because of that they had like record turnout in their for their volleyball their volleyball games now like isn't that wild is it yeah like it's really funny um let's take it back to the clowns though so uh, yeah all the way back to the clowns as we promised um as I promised um so Josh and I went clown hunting once four chan was another good example of how to like see you know fucked up shit including the clown craze and uh there's actually really funny wrecked videos out there of dudes rolling up on a on a clown that was trying to do his thing (laughs) and they pull a fucking they do they pull a fucking lock on him and tell him to get the fuck out of there and like he can't stay in this neighborhood, and he like these. And these dudes weren't good dudes. Okay, they were, they were definitely gang, like gang you know, dudes. One of the gang members had a clown phobia, and he's like, and they're like, "We got you, homie. We'll handle this." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, there's a lot of retaliatory, uh, retaliatory videos out there against the clowns when people were starting to obviously get fed up with like, it. At the peak of this, we were watching like our town Facebook group, hashtag Marion Crime Chronicles. Look it up; it's gold. Join the group, ruin it, do it. Um, I love gold. But people were posting like clown active clown sightings, and like they were in this housing development called Fair Park. So they were seeing them, and so they saw them standing in a field, in the road, and like in someone's window, right? Mm-hmm. So Josh and I were just we drove around Fair Park for like an hour. Just kept just hoping to see one. We weren't gonna like attack it or anything because we're pussies, but like just to see one, and we didn't see anything. But like, there's obviously there's evidence of it, and like it was just so weird. It kind of feels like a fever dream because it's like, hey, remember when there were clowns just terrorizing America? 
not even just America, but like they were in the Europe too. So it's like, do you think it was a Russian psyop? <laughs> it was yes. it was a Russian mission that was planted here. Yeah, <laughs> a bunch of sleeper cells. They've just been reactivated. Work, they've just been <laughs> work working on this whole uh, thing for a long time. If you can't tell, it's really that was. I don't know. The 2014 invasions were just the beginning. Did you know anybody that saw any, or did you just see it on online? No, I've only seen online. Um, luckily, like, I don't know what it is, but, like, people in Delaware don't try and fucking deal with that shit because our cops are... Hard our cops are on a pretty tight ship in this town. Um, and, you know, our demographic is... Mostly majority, white majority, people. <laughs> well, majority white, majority conservative, Republican. Um, I'm not saying that you are. I'm not. We're, I'm not saying between the lines. Yeah, but <laughs> no, it's. It, I was raised in that. I was born and raised here. Okay, well, yeah, I, I mean, it know. wasn't like happening in Texas either. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, because just, it doesn't happen where people have a bunch of guns. I feel like. Well, or I more think likely does, to be I, th- I just, I just think you have, you, you have, I, I guarantee it was happening in Ohio somewhere. Okay, just because I didn't see it in Delaware or ever hear about oh, it, in I Delaware, believe it was too. Does, but... Doesn't mean it wasn't happening in Columbus or Marion or other places. So, uh, Cleveland, I, I would imagine bigger cities and um, maybe even some of the more you know rural um, towns. Peppered throughout the state, uh, you know, Ak- Akron and uh, Youngstown, places like that. You know, Youngstown is probably not the place to do it. People will fucking roll up on you and just drive by your ass if you're trying to be a creep. You know, they do that. Um, so, but yeah, I'm sure there's incidences in uh, the surrounding areas, but I never personally dealt with them. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, and we, then, we tried, uh, but. Yeah, no, it's it sounds like something <laughs> stupid and fun to go do, go clown hunting, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know by today's standards, Josh would probably just pull a Glock on a clown. So. That's the way it seems. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't legally carry a Glock yeah. then. You see. <laughs> yeah. No, not then, but nowadays <laughs> you you don't even need a permit to conceal carry. So rock on with your bad So. Uh, we didn't do an intro. So who uh, needs intros when you're this famous? We are. We got some followers. Um, welcome everybody to Unwise Analysis. I'm Tyler here with Nick. Uh, it's been a Greetings. day. Yes. Okay. 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 Since so you you talk about Youngtown and pull up on you, there was a shooting like three blocks from my house a couple days ago, right? That's terrifying. Apparently, there was some. I got an inside scoop, right? Because I'm I'm connected. I run these streets, you know. <laughs> but apparently, there was yes, like some inter- internet beef, and somebody beat somebody up in a grocery store, and they agreed to fight. And when they met up, two of the guys just started blasting, and they hit the car with like two of their seven or nine shots they fired, and the rest hit surrounding houses, right? So they they took off, dumped the guns, and one of them got picked up. And is <laughs> apparently he has a a warrant in some other country like El Salvador or something. So it's like an international thing. 
But it's oh. not. It's just he lives here and had some beef, but because he has an international warrant, I don't know. Crazy. It's crazy. Should be happening over there in good old Mary. You know what? Um, yeah. You know what? This is not related to the clown sightings, but have you seen the video from like the 2000s where they're interviewing this dude in like a school or something and a clown pops out of the trash can and he just punches him in the face? Real quick. <laughs> I mean, what are you supposed to do in that moment? Yeah. How are, how are you, uh, you know, gonna? How, um, how are you? How are you not supposed to punch him in the face? I guess. Also, spit out. when this happened, like the Clown Association of America or whatever they're called—that's probably not their name—was constantly releasing statements against it, saying like, apparently, there's a clown code of conduct that you have to sign after you become a clown. Oh to become God. a clown and it breaks the clown code of conduct. And I can't say I'm surprised that there's a clown code of conduct, but I really want to read it. Yeah. Yeah. I would be interested to see what some of the what things in there entail. I think I think the one that is broken is like you're never supposed to like make somebody sad or afraid. Happy and joyful. Yeah. Um obviously so had a lot of un- obviously had a lot of uncertified clowns running around. I mean, um, it's funny that you have to sign a code of conduct, but I can just order a clown costume off of Amazon. What are you going to do to stop me? Yeah, I mean, anyone can dress up as a clown, especially around Halloween. But fuck Halloween. You can do it anytime you want. And the only thing it's going to do is bring attention to yourself, whether it be <laughs> positive or negative. But honestly... The reception of clowns is mostly on the clowns themselves. How yeah. they how they present themselves, conduct themselves. If you're just gonna be a creep standing, you know, in a dark alley in the middle of, you know, the twilight hours and you know, with a balloon or start chasing people or hold a bat or some sort of makeshift weapon and start chasing people, you're only asking to get your ass shot. You know why there is you know why there's probably no more clown bullshit going on? It's because nowadays, now that we're post pandemic, people just people don't have time to deal with that. They'll just shoot you. We live in a society now where you could probably win a case relatively easily on claiming self defense in that manner. Not Especially even not even after a joke. It happened in the past. Um Oh, I'm I saying, mean, I'm saying, ever since Kyle Rittenhouse happened last year, we now have a new definition for self-defense, and that's that just that—that is, that, that is what it is. I'm not going to make a political statement here or anything, but that just is how it is. It has changed the definition of self-defense. I saw some news articles that said these clown sightings were all people playing tribute to John Wayne Gacy, and I thought that was really. Because that's Wayne. not that's John Wayne Gacy was Pogo the Clown. He, uh, you know, did some stuff, bad things to thirty three young men and boys, and that's yeah. Regularly performed at children's hospitals and so events as Pogo or Patches, and like he buried a bunch of people under his house and had a pedo mustache and a very high pitched voice. Yeah, kind of kind of reminds me of that dude Norman off the off off of Office Space. That's why when I see rusty old vans that have Jesus spray painted on the side of them, I try not to be around those types of vans. Really, really funny. Because the only thing that van is going to do is get you closer to Jesus. 
Have you seen not in a good way pictures as Pogic? Certainly search them. I'm sure I have at one point or time. It's like very it's like you know, I just feel like old school clown makeup in general is kinda creepy. But like it's old school white face, big red mouth, blue eyes. This dude, uh wasn't he uh pretty sure last podcast has talked about him before him. Yeah. It's really good, really good when you check it out. Yeah. One of the heavy hitters. Yeah, he he looks like a a literal like a, pedophile serial killer. Yeah, really. like a, he lo- <laughs> he looks like the type of clown that would just ruin your day. That's... And here's and here's one of my problems with people like him as I'm searching through uh, Google images right now. And the problem with our society, and this goes all the way up for really anyone including Dahmer and some of the other crazies out there, but the idolization of the work that they do or done or did. There is definitely a fine line, in my opinion, from the morbid curiosity and interested in the occult and things like that. And no, idol- I'm talking about I'd, the people who like dress idolize. up as them. Well, that's what I was saying, like and you know, idolizing buy, or buy merchandise that is directly tied to them or buying write a them t-shirt. Prison. Or yeah. yeah. People do that. That's if crazy. They were, only if they were alive. Here's the thing. If you were a pen pal with someone like that, assuming they were alive and still in jail, if you were pen paling them, I guarantee, I mean, not that all mail is vetted for prisoners, but I feel like prisoners in that all situation mail, yeah. probably doesn't even get to them half the time. Because, um, I would definitely yeah. try to do that for a podcast, but most of them require you to pay to send messages. Yeah. Not not necessarily the people, but like most places J pay now or J J pay, I think that's what it is. But and you have to pay per message on that and all that. <sighs> nope, I'm good. Yeah, me too. Not that not that curious. So yeah, no, I don't disagree with you. The morbid curiosity, the fascination of you know, living a normal life and, and seeing what someone like that how they live their life. But it all depends on what you do with that. Are you going to just say, oh, wow, that was fascinating and that really scratched the curiosity? Or do you watch that and you're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then you're like, I, you know, you start falling into like idolization of it. I saw a meme that said, I'm going to push down every kid I see dressed as Dahmer on Halloween. And I thought that was really funny. Well, so they've had... <laughs> You've actually had police departments coming out and begging people not to dress their kids up as Jeffrey Dahmer because it's just that's not right, man. I saw like a head a headline earlier that said uh one of the people one of the producers or something from that show reached out to a bunch of victims and nobody responded mm-hmm. to him. Which is an interesting turn, I think, for all the hate he's receiving, but I guess you could take that as they don't want to talk, but I don't yeah, know. that's it's making people relive things that have already been disclosed, and in my case, a closed case. I mean, Dahmer's dead. Well, also, Dahmer specifically, he had a a movie come out last year. Another show came out a couple of years ago. It's like they just keep rehashing this one specifically, and like reharming all these. 
victims and family yeah and stuff. well it just keeps gashing open old wounds and it honestly is kind of it extends into giving ohio a bad name so is Dahmer from ohio yeah see okay is he it's is he was he born in ohio and live somewhere else, or did he I, born somewhere else and live in Ohio? No, no one by any means quote me, but from my understanding, is he was lived in Ohio. Some of the work he did was in Ohio, but it yes, was another place. Okay. But it was in other places as well. Maybe Michigan, um, a, a neighboring state. That sounds right. That's yeah, that um, sounds right. So, yeah, I mean, there's you know a little bit of span of you know, where it happened and how it occurred. But yeah, I mean, ultimately it started in Ohio. So it did. Um, okay. This is just off topic, but on topic, I thought I just said, be vulnerable for our viewers. You, you're a grown man, right? Your brain's fully developed. Do you still find yourself like being like scared in a scary, like not like a scary situation, but like, I don't know. Let's say you're alone in the woods for some non-nefarious reason. You're like walking to your car by the cell by yourself down a long wooded driveway or something. Do you get anxiety? Like, do you like not like be actively afraid necessarily, but do you have like some fear or anxiety in a situation like that? So that's, that's a good question. First of all, but um, the, I think the best way to formulate this answer would be sometimes. Sometimes. See, I was and, just thinking it's been a while for me since I've gotten myself scared like that over Yeah. Nothing. So it has to be the the recipe has to be right. Uh for me it would I I honestly get terrible anxiety in um major cities like okay down, but like downtown columbus yes i'm trying to avoid that though because that to me is a different that is a more valid well, anxiety than i'm talking about does that well, make sense yeah <laughs> but but hear me out here uh-huh. so it also has to it's not just the city in general there's parts of that city i feel fine in um but i've i've experienced it in like places where you shouldn't have to which is like hospitals like yeah, when my brother okay. like when my brother was in the hospital uh at grant which is smack dab in the middle of fucking downtown columbus uh, even though you know i was at the number one trauma hospital in the in the state and i think one of the top ones in the country I did not feel a hundred percent safe when I would like go outside for like a smoke, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when it was dark outside. Um, but, uh, coincidentally, while we were inside the hospital, there's, so there's a library, uh, right across the street ish, like catty cornered from the hospital. Yeah. And, uh, someone got shot outside on the steps leading up to it while we were like on the third floor in the waiting room. So you saw it happen out the window. (laughs) I didn't see it happen, but we were, we were told about it very quickly because it was in very close proximity. The hospital went on lockdown. Uh, Yeah. They tightened up security a little bit during that brief period of panic. But uh, so, so that's kind of, you know, 
a different situation. I have had anxiety. I think the most anxiety that I get in a situation like that is when I, so I don't have a driveway or a garage or anything like that. I have to strictly park on the street. As you know, you've been, you've been here before. Um, and I have to not only park on the street, but I have to park across the street. So I have to cross the street to get to my house. And then I have to, you know, walk up a decent sized walkway and then up to my door. And I have a very large side yard with many large trees, you know, very beautiful trees that I love having out there. They give us a little bit of, you know, not privacy, but just kind of something in the way, you know? Yeah. And uh, I sometimes when it's like, especially late and like our porch lights not very strong, but everyone else's porch lights are off and there's like, you know, like a little bit of wind in the air and, you know, the moon or the sun or not And the the vibe sun, is obviously. right. Yeah. But like, you know, just like kind of eerie out and it's late at night. I do kind of get like, a short burst of anxiety of like walking from my car to my front door. And sometimes it's not just about like potentially people being out there, but also just animals. Cause we have like skunks and shit and raccoons, obviously that run around the neighborhood at night. Um, the worst is in the fall, which we're in right now when there's a ton of leaves on the ground and you can hear them crunch crunch like, you know, like yeah definitely scramble, the vibe like yeah scrambling in the yard and you're like fuck what's in the yard what's coming is um it a bobcat but well there's also neighborhood cats that like to hang out around here you know outdoor cats that have established a uh hierarchy you know in the neighborhood <laughs> yeah kind of a you know a little bit of a, a prowling ground type of thing so you know and i'm fine with that um funnily enough i've heard some of the neighborhood cats uh get into a cat fight before and that shit is disturbing by the way Indeed, it the is sounds very. the sounds that they make are like if you didn't know it was a cat fight or blood curdling so I've had to break up my fair share of cat fights because they're bothering me. yeah Um, yeah, I get, I get that too. And I was just curious if it was me with my anxiety or more of like a shared experience. Like I said, setting is everything, and um, I don't know. There's there's a bit of a – it hasn't happened for me in a while either. Um, like, I would prefer knowing, like – this might sound stupid, but I would, like, prefer knowing that, like, someone's on the other side of the door waiting for me to get into the house instead of me just walking into a quiet, you know, everyone's in bed, asleep Mm -hmm. house. Yeah, Because it's yeah, just I agree that with that. that initial silence and just emptiness is kind of like, It's almost jarring after being, yeah, yeah, out in the world. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't your know. Columbus thing where you just mentioned Columbus reminded me, though, have I ever talked about Tony Columbus on the podcast before? That sounds vaguely familiar. Okay, I'm just going to rehash the whole story. Okay. Yeah. Months ago, I was sitting in the Taco Bell drive-thru at like 2 in the morning. Uh, Yep. so you can often Yep. find me. We actually talked about this with a guest, I remember. I, was it Jake? It was either... It wasn't JJ, I don't think. No, it was, it was probably Jake. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Let's, I'm going to rehash let's look. it anyways. Yeah, no, it's fine. I We could all Uh, use a refresher. and I look out towards the street and I see like a small... like skinny black man with a bottle of Jack Daniels walking and he stops and looks at me and I look at him 
and I'm like, he's gonna, this dude's gonna come fucking talk to me. Like he, I just, you know, and he turns on his fucking heel and starts walking right towards me. And he has like a baseball cap on, a big ass sunglasses, a nice leather jacket, and all that. And um, he walks up. He's like, "Hi, man. My name's Tony Columbus, and I was just at a party down the street, and I, you know, I don't got a ride home. I need like." I just you got any money for a cab whatever you can give me i'll give you this bottle of jack daniels like it's i just need some money it's whatever i just have this left over and uh i was feeling really good and he gave me that was like a paraphrase he gave me a really good spiel so i was like yeah fuck it tony here's 10 bucks that's all i had and i don't i didn't want the jack because i was burnt out on jack like you keep it he's like thank you man you're a saint you're a great guy and he walks away and i'm like oh i did my good deed right helped out a probable crackhead who approaches people at night like that and then uh never saw him around town or anything again three nights ago i go to, i go to a fucking gas station on lunch at two in the morning across town from where that taco bell is and i see a skinny black man in a leather jacket standing up at the front of the gas station and right when i'm pulling in i look at him i'm like this dude's gonna come talk to me i just know he's gonna come talk to me and uh but I get out and start pumping gas, and I look over at him, and he's gone. But I don't see him walking towards me, right? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm good. He went inside. Fuck, two seconds later, hey, man, hey, how you doing? I look up. It's motherfucking Tony Columbus. And he, he says, he says, hi, I'm Tony Columbus, man. I just got out of county, and uh, I, don't, I, don't got any, I, got, I don't got any cash for gas, right? Mind you, there's two cars at this gas station. One is me, and one is somebody else filling up their car. So where's, your, where's your car tony and he, he goes he goes now i did just get out of county man i'm not a saint i'm not i'm not really a good guy but i'm not no crackhead i can promise you that i'm not a crackhead and i'm like i'm just uh-huh yeah uh-huh he's like you got any money you can give me and for old time for old time's sake i'm like yeah tony i got five bucks here you go here's a fiver and he's like he doesn't recognize me, and if I ever see him again, I'm going to bring it up that we've met before. I should have, I should have, but, I, <laughs> but uh, he goes, "Thank you, man." He goes to walk away, he turns around, and he says, "You know what? I like your beard. It looks really good on you. You have a nice beard." And he turned around and walked over to the next guy and gave him the same spiel. That guy didn't give him any money though; he just gave him a bottle of coke. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm better than him. Yeah, but it's go. just it's the fact that I don't know. Tony Columbus is the the means of change. He's an arbiter of, of change I don't yeah. <laughs> and wisdom. I don't know. I like that though. Tony Columbus, the cool name. You think that's his real name, or you think probably that's not? Street name. Yeah, he's yeah, he's calling himself that. That's fine. He he can be whatever he wants. It's um, funny. Really what's funny. what's funny about you bringing up you know people randomly walking it? Like first of all, that's one of my biggest like pet peeves is i don't I'm... feel like i'm approachable like i don't try to not be no, approachable, but no, i'm a I big i'm a yeah. big dude who has a bitch like a wristing <laughs> bitch face all the time and people always come fucking talk they, to me they, yeah they just look at it like <laughs> you know that's a fat guy he he's probably, a bitch he, won't he, pro- do he probably easy to talk to you and i'm like, I'm like do i me? look like i know i'm a bitch but do i look like a bitch do i right. radiate beta energy is that what beta I'm bitch <laughs> yeah. but no, so one of my biggest pet peeves is people approaching me, especially when I'm minding my own fucking business and like <laughs> trying my hardest to ignore the world around me. And it's usually a gas pumps. Like people are just trying to get gas 
in their car and then get the fuck out of there because no one likes spending too much time at a gas station unless it's sheets. I do enjoy my time at sheets. <laughs> um, I think I heard JJ say the same thing. Yeah. No, literally, no, no. no like, that's that's wrong. JJ said, what's a sheets? What's a like sheets? A dumbass. I'm like, dude, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's a kid who's never left Marion County from what I'm That's hearing. not even true. He used to go build fucking grain bins all across the midwest how the fuck have you not seen his sheets oh well shame on you jay yeah and i'm sorry for thinking that you've never left your home county but um so funny. at any rate so this past summer a little gas station story for you now i was on my way home from our huron trip um which you know it was a good time had fun but I had to obviously hit up a gas station on the way home uh, so we hit the closest one uh, that was still on, you know, route, obviously. And um, it was this little BP that was right out, right on the outskirts of uh, Norwalk. And, uh, you know, it's just a, it was a small Norwalk little. Is full of crackheads, dude. Oh, dude. I've, you know, they've got some, they have like a stretch of like really nice, beautiful, like Victorian mansions. Uh-huh. Like just on their main drag, but everything outside of it is just like hell. Uh, the girl um, I fell in love with that I met in psych wards with that. I feel like that's a good, my personal experience. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, Norwalk's fucked up. Um, you know, and this is just a tiny ass little BP. It's a little four pump station, not very big. Um, so I get out of the car, I pay at the pump because if I have the option to pay at the pump, I, nine times out of ten, I'm going to do it to avoid talking to because um, prepaying for gas in person is painful at times. Valid. Be, especially if you get a cashier who like wants to like pretend to like catch up with you. Like, or lottery people. I don't mm, like lottery people. Mm, don't. Mm, catch, <laughs> catch me. Catch me behind the dude sitting there scratching off at the counter if, and if you want to play go to the back of the line and play okay. turn turn and burning cards right there in front of a line of people who just want to get the fuck out of there um so i'm pumping my gas you know and i'm, I'm about midstream and the the car parked at the pump beside me he you know stops midstream that just landed that was really yeah funny. yeah stop <laughs> you know stops like dead in his tracks and turns and looks at me and i look over at him and i'm like don't do it don't the fuck I'm, up. I'm like man <laughs> i'm literally just pumping gas you don't we don't need to do this we don't need to have a conversation about anything <laughs> i don't need to know anything about you okay the answer is it no. is that's what you it is said. pure fucking universal energy coincidence that you and i are just here at the same time you don't need to city baby you don't need you do not need to share any part of your opinion life experiences anything we don't even have to we don't even have to make (laughs) eye contact as far as i'm concerned he leans around the pump and says can you believe what fucking joe biden's doing right now It was as, as if you knew what was going to happen. Did he really? It wasn't just Fucking that, though. Dead. It wasn't just that. It wasn't just that. He, <laughs> he started the conversation off with, hey, 
Do you think this shit smells like gasoline? I'm pissing my fucking pants <laughs> right now. You're getting conspiracy theory pitched at the yes. pump, baby. Yes. <laughs> I heard they're using that adrenochrome in the gas now. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what the fuck they're putting in this gasoline these days, but it don't smell like gas no more. I am pissing my fucking pants. Oh <laughs> and my then God. he starts telling me about how he has barrels of gas stored in his garage from a few years ago that he like powers his tractor or something with. And he's like, I went and smelled that gas the other oh, day. The old gas don't smell like the new gas. What's up with that? <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> the old I'm, gas, it smells more like a metal, and the new gas smells more like liberal tears. I fucking can't. I <laughs> Your face is just, what the fuck is even? And I was like, oh. You should have pulled the thing out and smelled I, it. And been like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> And then he, he capped off he capped it off with, you know, obviously the the whole, you know he's like it's not bad enough that Biden went and raised the gas prices on us. <laughs> but now but now they're cutting it with something that's gonna destroy our engines. He, he's trying he, to make us all drive electric cars like he oh went <laughs> He fucking gets in his car and pulls out, and he like sticks his fist out the window and goes, "Let's go, Brandon!" and hits the horn. It's the did it did it did it did it did it did it. I mean, thank God I got out of there before him because after that conversation, I literally he shook. Was... I shook the handle. <laughs> I didn't even finish filling up. I was like, I'm done. This is I, I didn't know what to say during this whole interaction. Was just like a. I just, you. I, I just kept going <laughs> i just kept going uh-huh yeah i mean i was like honestly i i haven't noticed i i very rarely uh purposely stick my nose up to gasoline and inhale it but clearly that is a profession that you've taken on said, it don't taste the same either <laughs> when i had coronavirus i tried injecting some but it wasn't strong enough to kill it. I've been microdosing gasoline for the last 15 <laughs> years, and it just don't hit the same. So, yeah. Um, I, I wish I could have experience like, like that. I man. left. I left fucking. I got in the car, and I looked over at my wife, and I said, why fucking me? That's something I would say. Literally, that's she, the, but that's the only way I want a stranger to approach me. Is if they're going to yeah. drop a bombshell like that on me, please, <laughs> please go ahead. If you're going to ask me for money or a ride to the hospital, don't do that. Let's yeah, go. yeah. No, but she, oh but God. she had, I mean, she looked at me and she was like, so what was all that about? And I was like, and that's when I was like, why me? <laughs> what what about me said hey i need to talk to this fellow white man who obviously identifies with everything that i have going on in my life i cannot oh, no no i'm like first of all bro you and i we ain't cut from the same cloth oh. okay i i was born in a yes a conservative town but not one that's living you know, off of meth and crack and trying to, like, still be a alt-right fucking conspiracy theorist, okay? 
He said, I'll see you at the rally. <laughs> I, you know, if I let him, he was probably going to start divulging into, you know, where he lives, what he likes to eat for you breakfast, the coffee, just, how he likes his coffee. You just shook something loose in my head. Okay. This Ugh. was a lead I was going to take for the podcast. For like three months, there was a billboard up by our high school that said like, it was something ominous, like about mass mandates or vaccines, or it was like question everything. And it just had some guy's email. Like that was the billboard, like a one line sentence that was really ominous. And then some guy's email took a picture of it. And I've been meaning to email him so we could talk about it on the podcast. And I feel like it's probably something similar to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's built into whatever, uh, you know, crazy theory That's he's amazing. got cooking so that was my one of my most uncomfortable uh gas station experience that gives me the same vibe as one time we were camping and we pulled into this random walmart to get stuff and it was right when they brought suzy q's back i think or something like from little debbie's Mm -hmm. and there was this fat guy and he was like right there at the door and he just he had like 15 or 20 boxes in his fucking hand. We made eye contact. He said, she's back. I've missed her so fucking much and she's back. And then he just like walked out. <laughs> and then, and then it's like, I was like, did anybody else see that? Did anybody else? But the, clerk, the clerk probably rolled their eyes so far into the back of their head because they hear it and see it probably more times than they care to admit. Okay. That's... Unfortunately, <laughs> gas stations are one of those places where you don't get a niche group of people. You get every All single of walk it. of life. People who drive, people who don't drive, people who walk, people who ride bikes. It's a convenience store, and everything that you sell in there is equitable to everybody. And if they have two fucking pennies to rub together... They are going to walk through that front door and they're going to say what they're going to say and do what they're going to do. <laughs> and unfortunately, a lot of it is just shenanigans. Pure um, shenanigans. Peak COVID, that was the only time I ever heard someone get in a physical, like a yelling match, not physical, about a mask. Some dude like kept pulling his mask down and wiping his nose with his hand. Oh, and no. it was like picking stuff off the shelves and like no. putting it back down. And the fucking cashier just started fucking yelling at him. Like, put your fucking mask on. Quit wiping your fuck. And, like, he's like, why are you targeting me? Why are you calling me out? And she's like, you're wiping your fucking nose and touching everything in the store. Put your mask on or get the fuck out. And his face turned so fucking red. He was so embarrassed. And I was just trying to buy a fucking Red Bull. Beta. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I I saw a mask situation. <laughs> Um, I'm trying the, to help you, motherfucker. And probably the worst, yeah, exactly. <laughs> probably the worst one that I ever encountered was sadly at a marijuana dispensary. Um, Why you gotta make a show at the dispensary? But it was the one in Marion, <laughs> so it made sense. Um, this dude comes bursting out of the uh, the sales floor door because they have a, a holding lobby, like you know, a waiting room, and then there's the actual other Same side. Like where you yeah, stand in yeah. line and buy your shit. Um, and he comes bursting out there, rips his, you know, free surgical mask <laughs> that was provided to him off of his face, all dramatically, looks over at me 
And I'm like, why? I'm just sitting here. Why are you looking at me? And he goes, I can't fucking stand it, man. He's like, it's fucking bullshit. He's like, don't do it, man. And then he walks through the door and says, peace. <laughs> I was like, drug. I was like, oh. okay, that reminds me. Did you ever see anybody come out of a grocery store and rip their mask off their face and go, <gasps> take like a deep breath in, like they've been holding their breath the whole time? That never, always cracked me I up. Never I saw, saw that. Never saw a dramatic. Never saw a dramatic one, but no. I liked, uh, you know, I know they weren't considered um, effective or, you know, anything like that, but they got you in and out of the store without anyone bitching about it, uh, was the gator masks. I used to wear those all the time. So I, That's what I wear in my head. Yeah. My boss at the time says, you know, I just, I just follow the rules. I just... I have a dish rag in my truck and I hold it over my face when I go into Myers. Funny. And that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> funny. <laughs> that's fucking funny. It's, me but, it's, it's been scientifically proven that dish rags are more absorbent than paper towels. <laughs> you see this, sir? This ain't one of your N95. This is a sham wow. Okay. Have you seen the infomercials? That's fucking hilarious because I could totally see someone just taking a microfiber cloth and covering their face and saying they're they're safe they're good that's so so funny but uh, we don't do that anymore no that's... you know what's really crazy it's like the demand obviously for N95s like skyrocketed and went through the roof but I just found out recently inside of our facility because we were providing N95 masks free of charge obviously they were being brought in and distributed when you know masks were a requirement but we still have them there because we do deal with like particulates and dust in the air and stuff especially with dry product um you deal with teeth in the air well yeah excuse me i died for a second um you know keef dust essentially it's like fairy dust but i have this picture on my phone it's a picture of a bottom of a grinder full of keef and it says keith keith hi keith yeah keith richards um keith guy everyone's talking about but we just found out recently that you technically have to be medically cleared and fit tested to wear the n95 mask Yeah, any kind of respirator or mask is supposed to be fit tested or it's not technically so, but it's just an N95. I mean, anyone can go to the store and buy these things. Oh, it's because the N95s, they're designed in a way that they restrict airflow. So that's why the, that's, and that's exactly Yeah, are. and that's exactly why why you have to do a fit test. But we were all bitching about it because we were like, you know, two years ago, you know, it's not like they required everyone to get fit tested to wear the N95 mask. They just told you to wear it. Right. So, I don't know. It's, I don't uh, know. It it was just one of those like kind of annoying things because now we have to get, get all these people right. get all these people fit tested just wearing a ninety five mask. That is really funny. I wonder when they got like they maybe they got reclassified as respirators or something. Maybe I don't know. That's that is weird though because we have actual respirators like canister you know respirators for people who are doing like uh, foliar sprays and stuff like that so they don't get like. You know chemicals agent on, orange burns on their shit <laughs> no they're they're mostly like um 
like we use like a lot of like beneficial um biological fungi and stuff that we spray on young and you know maturing plants depending Moldy on weed. That's what I'm hearing. um no beneficial I know. bacteria <laughs> no. organic it's fine um no we try our damn just not have to use like even approved pesticides because the more natural you can Definitely, especially if it's, I mean, it's being inhaled, it's being combusted in almost every form, so like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Even though uh, Ohio is technically a non-combustion state, um, everyone combusts their medical marijuana. I can confirm I feel that. like, isn't vaporizing combusting? No. Vaporization is Vaporizing. vaporization and combustion is com And it's all about temperature. So when you stick a 2,000 degree tip of a butane Bic lighter from Speedway, to whatever you are putting it to, a cigarette, a bowl, a crack lighter. Um, not a crack lighter, but a crack bowl. Uh, Last rose. <laughs> but uh, that, uh, that tip is releasing, um, obviously, butane into whatever you're smoking, and then you're coincidentally inhaling that butane. No, that's fake news. Yeah, so... There's a uh, there's that, but the the PPMs are so insignificant. I mean, it's gonna it would take years and years and years of constant use to probably really even have any negative effect. But anyone who wants to make the argument, technically, yes, but any type of inhalation is considered carcinogenic on your lungs. But vaporization is done at such a cooler temperature. And achieves the same effect, um, sometimes even faster than combustion, that it is obviously over the two, the healthier of the two options. Now, if it was a perfect world, the state would probably say, we don't want anyone inhaling anything, especially with all of the technology we have today. We'd rather see people do topicals and um, edibles and, and other ways of getting it into your bloodstream other than inhaling injections it. THC marijuana to my veins Well, they do make transdermal patches now, and those will get you high because what those do is they release over an extended period of time um, through so your skin has obviously multiple years but you have your dermal which is the layer of skin that is right above your muscle tissue which your muscle tissue is what gives way to your um to your bloodstreams obviously so but then you have the subdermal or transdermal in this where If particles, so like, let's just say, let's use a quick example. You have a cream, right? Like a THC or a CBD cream. And you just rub that on your pain spot. It's just going to take care of that pain spot right there that you're rubbing it on because it's all above the dermal line. But once you get below that dermal line, you're now getting, you know, whatever you're using into your bloodstream. So a transdermal patch works much like a nicotine patch. You slap it wherever you want.
I've heard people putting them on their feet because it absorbs faster. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, you can use these transdermal, uh, transdermal patches. Um, you know, ideally, wherever you're feeling the pain, but ultimately you're going to get high from it once it enters your bloodstream. Yeah. Science, bitch. Yeah, a little educational marijuana, medical marijuana snippet there for y'all. Some industry info that I carry around in my back pocket all day waiting to share at the right time. Somebody say cannabis? cannabis. I know about cannabis. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I kind of hate being that guy sometimes, though, because I don't want to sound like a narcissistic know-it-all. I don't think you're too cause, much cause with I'm, it. Because I'm not. I'm not that person, but... It comes up in conversation. I like to speak to it because it is. I find it interesting. So I hope it's other one of people your passions, baby. It's what I do for a living. So it's quite literally my life. Um, um, you want to talk about this McCanley Manor? Yeah, I have no idea what's happening. But yes. I feel like you've probably heard of it or seen. Oh, it. I'm you sure. Seem I like have. the type of person. This isn't my. This isn't my area of study, as we've just discussed. So, but I, I'll hear if, it out. If there's no weed involved, I know nothing about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know um, a lot about video games too. It centers around this dude, Russ McCamey. And I first saw, I first saw it on the internet in the early 2000s. But like, yeah. he's in this documentary that's on Netflix about haunted houses. I forget the name of it, but that's where he kind of had his first blow up. And apparently, kid first went to a haunted house when he was eight. And ever since, he's loved them. He's always hosted haunted houses in his house, like, every year. Devotes thousands of dollars and hundreds of man hours to making these. Even when he was in the Navy, apparently, he says he did haunted houses on the ship he was... I don't know how you manage that, but, you know, nobody has said that that's not a thing. Uh, You know, that's his, like, obsession. And it has kind of, like, morphed into something different. Like, it... First started out as like a church haunted house, no overt violence, sexuality, or swearing. And it has turned into like gray area legal tort. So huh. you, you have to like sign this waiver and it says all these crazy things like if they want to, they have the option to tattoo you, cut your hair, shave your head, pull your teeth with no Novocaine feed you unknown substances and drinks, inject you with hypodermic needles, uh, nice. they waterboard you, they do simulated drownings where they like put you in a cage and handcuff you to the wall and then it's in like a pool and they fill the pool with water. They can they hit you and slap you, kick you. Yeah, uh, I think I've heard about this experience. But like apparently they don't they don't injure you if you become injured or you're unconscious for too long. They'll pull you out, right, or whatever. But uh, like people, like there's so much to this. So when it blew up, people hated it. People think it should be shut down, and I we can get to that in a second. But like, um, it like I'm in the Facebook group actually. There's an official Facebook group where you can apply to do it. I never want to do this, but I saw the Facebook group and applied, and they let me in. Um, so it is, what it is now is like, there are like 27,000 people on the waiting list and Russ McCamey handpicks people that he says are the most easy to break, the most vulnerable or whatever that he could find on the list. And then he takes like three to six months, like stalking you online, 
talking to your friends, your family, people that don't like you, your old bosses, stuff like that, to curate this personalized hell where they explore all your fears and everything, right? And then you have all these accusations of like, there are, and granted it is a very small number, but there are a handful of accusations of like sexual assault and things like for a long time there wasn't a safe word and now it's like a safe phrase you have to say multiple sentences right and uh people are saying that russ doesn't honor the safe word that he decides when you're done you know what i mean and some people say like for a long time there was a cast prize but like you're still not it's still not overly sexual and you're still not allowed to swear because Russ portrays this, I'm just a howdy, yeehaw, fun, family-friendly, funny entertainer guy. I'm a just wedding a clown. singer. I'm just I'm a, a funny, silly, goofy guy. I'm a silly man. So, like, every time you cuss, they take $500 away from the $10,000 prize for completing it. And nobody's ever completed it because Russ could pull you out at any moment, right? Then you get to accusations of, like he won't let people finish it. And like now he has a, it's like a preemptive course you have to go through. It's called boot camp, where they like, it's a bunch of physical obstacles while you're getting beat up and screamed at basically to see if you can even handle the McKinney Manor. Uh, nonprofit, you either have to bring two 30 pound dog bags of dog food or two cases of wet food, dog food. That's the only fee to do it because where you're something also but like the videos are fucked up like it is like it rivals like some of the worst horror movies i've ever seen and it's it's nothing too like and they're not like cutting people or anything but they're like strapped down he's like dumping paint on their face while berating them and they're screaming and crying and stuff it's more like like it's more like uh like it's like fear factor. Men, men, mentally abusive. Yeah, they like, do like stuff with spiders and snakes. Abusive. And people, everywhere I talk to, people are talking like they pull people's teeth out. And I could not find a single instance of anything that severe being done to anybody. So part of me believes that it's just for shock value, for fear. So you see that and you're like, oh my God, but they're never going to do that. I'm well, kind of. I mean, honestly, I was sold at, you know, dude not respecting the safe word that he gives you. I That's mean, fucking... Sign, I mean, sign me up. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> um, But there's, like, apparently since he blew up in the early 2000s, there's been a constant change.org position of people saying, petition saying he should be shut down. He started in San Diego, but he got kicked out of there. The city shut him down. He shouldn't he be allowed to, to function. He tried to move to two other places, and they both wouldn't allow him to move and operate there. So yeah. now he operates in Tennessee. And people think he shouldn't be allowed to operate at this at all. But, and and I have, I was, leads me to another conversation I want to have with you. But again, the liber- the part of me that's libertarian believes that if people know what they're getting into, it's two consenting adults. They should be able to do whatever the fuck yeah, they want. That's cause and effect here. So, and then my question of you, what I what I wanted to ask was informed consent, right? From my understanding, informed consent is consent given with full and complete understanding of what's going to happen, made in the right state of mind. 
Yes. Do you think there's a limit on informed consent, or do you think, like, like the government should stop people from doing things, for example, like shut down Ooh. the McKinley Manor, or Ooh. do you think people with informed consent should be able to do whatever they want with Ooh. each other? Hot take. What is brought to that? What is like this is there is a story of like a person who wanted to kill themselves, mm-hmm. so they met with someone online and they agreed to let that person e- kill them and eat them. Oh. And that man was still charged with murder, and it's like, is, so but is there's, that a there's a there's a whole side conversation with just that statement. The alone. informed to consent, or just the cannibal thing? The dude, yeah, can, definitely. Dude, the dude doing the cannibal thing. Um, well, because there's already there's already talk of like um, voluntary uh, euthanasia. And I think that should be allowed. I think that falls under the informed consent, especially if it's a... Really, if someone wants to kill themselves, they're going to do it. But if someone has a terminal illness, they should be allowed to go out yeah. in a peaceful, painless way. Go, rather than go, out, the way, way go out on their go out on their terms. And yeah, I, I get that. Um, there's a lot of religious noise that surrounds that. But not everyone's of your religious, man. I, of your religious... No, I'm talking about know, the... But... I'm talking about opposing views. There's a lot of there's a lot of you won't go to fuel. A lot of that yeah. fuel is from a religious standpoint, and it's not just Christianity. It's it's a lot of them. There's, you know, I don't know of too many uh, religions except for uh, maybe terroristic Islam uh, of willingly killing yourself. Um. But you know, you also have like monks on the cover of Rage Against the Machine uh, yeah, albums like, who voluntarily let themselves on fire and during a protest. We talked uh, about someone doing that. I okay. I'm sorry. One small derailment. We talked about the climate change protesters a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. We also talked about the climate change protester that lit himself on fire. In, mm-hmm. in front of the state house, yeah. But these mm-hmm. tomato soup girls are getting so much more attention than that man did. Um, probably because they did something that antiquated to being a little bit more showy, which was throwing tomato soup on a famous painting. I mean, no one likes to watch someone burn. It doesn't. Make yeah, sense. I mean, been there, done that. Got the t-shirt. <laughs> really fucking funny. <laughs> Haven't seen tomato soup on a Van Gogh painting yet, so let's I want go that with on that. a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, back to the informed consent. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, so definitely, um, couple couple different ways to to look at that, but I think um, ultimately, what we what we see today, um, are young people who are motivated by things that they don't quite understand and i think the real world has eluded them uh rather well and that has a lot to do with upbringing and schooling so uh depending on the upbringing obviously you know what type of parent or guardian uh you know, helped educate you as a young human being. And in tandem with that, your schooling has a 
plays a big part in how you're prepared for life after, you know, graduating high school. And a lot of places just push you right into college now. So you have people getting pushed, uh, pushed and pushed and pushed, informed consent. I'm using quotation marks because... I was wondering know, where you were going to connect this back to informed consent. Because now you have... Teachers overly pressuring, and not just teachers, but administrators and principals and all these other entities pushing all these kids right out of high school into college and going uh, informed, you know, they they realize that they're taking a loan to go to school, right? Mm -hmm. You're taking on all this debt, massive debt to go to college. It's okay, Joe Biden fixed it. No, no. No, no, he didn't. Um, <laughs> knowing that you're going, once you're done doing your your four-year vacation in college, knowing that you're going to have to pay that back and nothing can get you out of it, not even bankruptcy. Okay. Thank, thank, thank you, Joe Biden. Like literally on that one. Yeah. Though, but... Yeah. No, Joe Biden he voted for that yeah. in, the, in, in the Senate. He, he is the reason why. Uh, student loans are virtually impossible to get rid of. Um, well, one of the many reasons there are a lot of people who voted on that. Definitely. Um, but yeah, he he was a big. Uh, I think he actually spearheaded the bill. As I think so, he introduced it. Yeah. Yeah. So, fuck him, right? <laughs> so let's go, Brandon. So you know you and and then once these kids get out of school, um, which which these colleges nowadays are or more like brainwashing factories for uh, helpless. <laughs> Are you talking about the smell of the gas next? No. Uh, they're just brainwashing, you know, young people into not being prepared for the real world. So their definite, their, their view and definition and outlook on informed consent is very mess, uh, very messy. Um, and I don't think they have, I'm not saying all of them, I'm saying generally across the board on a very broad spectrum, not everyone is like this, um, you know, but there's a good majority of them that don't know how to make the correct decisions in life because they've never been given the opportunity to make a correct decision. Um, but I don't think that falls on the government. I think that falls on your parents and you know what they expose them to and what type of you know situation they grew up in and schooling i don't think the federal government has any right to tell anyone how to do anything in their lives up to and including things that got revoked this year um Valid. so yeah i don't think you get to tell people that they can't consent knowingly being to being tortured um, JJ said in his mind, informed consent stops like when you are no longer in a what do you like? It's like if you're unconscious, you can't choose to tap out, so you can no longer choose to opt in. Is what he said. There should be like, a limitation on what, or if you're like yeah. mentally broken or you're drunk or whatever, you can't give informed consent. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know what's happening once you're unconscious. So if you're unconscious, that's when 
you have to call Tio and they have to unstrap you and get you out of there. Apparently safely. they have a, a lengthy time limit. It's like if you're unconscious for X amount of minutes or whatever is what or minutes, I don't know exactly, but yeah. like it's not like to me it's as soon as you go out you should yeah. be done. Yeah, not that's, if you're that's out like, for that's like saying there's a time limit on date rape date rape, you know. Well he'll sit there and smack people in the face trying to get them to wake up, you know what I mean? But like I don't know. It's not something I would ever do, but I think it's super interesting that it exists. And I yeah. kind of, I kind of feel like Russ McKinney is a sexual sadist because he records all of these things and he says he's making movies, but like he's never released like a like you can see clips on the YouTube. So like, are the movies for him? Is he selling them to people who like torture porn? Like it, yeah. like it kind of feels like he's kind of getting his rocks off on this, but he wants to put up a pg-13 front but i guess like if you know what's you're signing up for fucking let him go do it because like if i say all drugs should be legal i want to keep the same energy and say that if you want to consent to being eaten by a cannibal or fucking killing yourself or getting tortured for real life you should be able to do that too you know well think about it this way you have um let's use a more pg format here real quick in the form of reality tv uh especially competitive reality tv like survivor or naked and afraid you are um consenting knowingly to being naked out in the wilderness you probably have reasonable uh, accommodation up to where if you s- suffered a major injury they have people on standby to accommodate those things but so at the end the of the day doesn't you, do that they but, should have but, but at like. the end of the day you're roughing it you know um they're not you know you're getting limited assistance and you only have the things that you were allowed to bring with you because that's how that show works um and people do have the ability to tap out if it's too much for them um and they have and they have several yeah. times. So I've seen people not make it a day. You know, they're like, "Fuck this!" Six hours in, <laughs> like, "Fuck this!" Um, I didn't realize it was gonna. You know, you don't understand the reality that you're signing up for until you experience it. Now, if you've experienced it before and you're coming back for more punishment, then obviously you get your rocks off on it. But uh, at the end of the day, like. You, you can explain someone to some you can explain something to someone a hundred times on paper what it's going what's going to happen what it's going to be like how it's going to feel um but no one ever can understand it absorb it and believe it and 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 just get it on a general basis until they experience it that's what experiencing is it, it's like trying to prepare a woman for childbirth the first time They've never, I, they've never yeah. experienced that. So how can they possibly understand what they're about to go through until they go through it? I forgot to mention, this is important, but not really. These things can last between 8, 10, eight to 10 hour experience. Oh, it's only a work shift. It's really funny. <laughs> it's really fucking funny. Would you ever do it? Would you ever like allow to be? Uh... No. No. Dude, you know, I am all about the comfort zone and... If I get if I get if I get out of that even for like a hot minute, I'm pissed. Okay. 
it's gonna take everything in me not to want like as soon as you unstrap me we're fighting funny yeah but but admittedly apparently the actors are all people who have been through it and there's something to talk about there about being through this traumatic experience i think there i i I don't doubt that there's people who like get a rush of adrenaline you know inflicting pain on other people just as there's people who get a rush of adrenaline when people inflict pain on them because they enjoy it i mean it's call it a fetish call it whatever you want really yeah there's just people who enjoy that. that It's called sadist for sadism for a reason. People just like me and you. I don't. I guess I don't really know about you, but like I would assume we're not sadists. But like I don't really give a shit that a sadist exists. People are allowed to do whatever manner. the fuck they want to do. I really don't care. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think McKinley Manor should be shut down at all. But people do, and I think it's mostly people who just like. What I imagine is evangelical Christians are like, that's the devil. Shut it down. That's the mm, devil. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can see that. That's what I kind of comes to mind. Uh, I I really, I guess I don't have, have like, it, it, comes, it comes back to a lot of my other firm beliefs of just minding your own business. Yeah, that's like, where I'm at. Like, as like, long as, as long as he is keeping people safe and following safe words and all that, let it happen. But if he's taking advantage of people in that way where they're all like tied up and in a completely vulnerable position, he's like, nah, you're not done. Cause I'm not hard enough yet. Bleh. Maybe somebody should do something about that. <laughs> but <laughs> I well, only came once. What do you mean you're done? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to, go ahead and say like you know we we probably don't have a hundred percent certainty on i feel like if enough people were going through something more than what he's advertising it as there'd be more people talking about it there would be more people speaking up it seems like he does one to two people per, per year and he's been doing this for almost 10 to 12 years now so you would think that it'd be more than a handful of people like because i could see you having a bad experience and be like this is fucked up this is guy's fucking sick but like mm-hmm. you think there'd be more people saying like i was sexually assaulted or i wanted to stop and he kept me there by my own you know what i mean like yeah it's yeah i uh, it's crazy that it exists though yeah it's wild and in fact it's uh it's unfortunate that it's unfortunate that people feel like they they want to experience something like that because um, yeah. I think I think there's something to say for like if you're a person seeking out physical pain or you know once again if you're into it whatever that's your business I'm not gonna preach but I think it's sad that there's people out there who think they need that to feel some form of like control or happiness in their um, life. Because that's all they know. A lot of people, I mean, I think that's definitely there. And even if people don't say it, that's probably part of it. But some people said that they just wanted to see if they could do it. They they wanted to prove to everybody they're not a wimp. Or Apparently, one time a Navy SEAL went through it. He only lasted two hours. There's there's better ways to prove yourself. Oh, definitely, than letting some old fat white man torture you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Creepy. Spooky. 
you got anything else or you want to talk about these killer assholes? My killer asshole. We we can jump into some killer asshole. This is an audio format. I'm not sure how I can show the audience. <laughs> killer, I barely even know her. Um sorry, I'm trying to pull it up. Um I got a couple ones that I wanted to get your take on, like always. Uh this one is Am I the asshole for telling my sister to stop taking showers with her husband in my house? My F32 sister, my F32 sister F28 and her husband, male 32, moved in with us two days ago after they lost their apartment to medical debts for their child, my nephew. My Mm. husband and I are more than happy to have them stay over for a few weeks till they get this resolved. However, yesterday at 7 p.m., I was in the kitchen when my husband rushed in and said he saw both my sister and her husband walk out of the bathroom. They'd most likely taken a shower together. My husband said that it may it irked him, and I agreed that what they did was somewhat inappropriate. He asked me to speak to my sister on the matter, and I did. She got defensive, asking how this is affecting me or my husband in any way. I told her that it made my husband feel uncomfortable and would rather that they just take the shower separately. She started ranting and being about being overwhelmed by their son's health problems and not having some alone time together as a married couple and found this activity as a bonding time to spend together. I apologized for how she felt but requested that she just do his ass she got mad at me and said that i was being inconsiderate and she didn't understand my husband's hang up on what her and her husband do we started arguing and then she stormed off to the guest bedroom with my nephew and brother-in-law she's not speaking to me but my husband said i did the right thing by asking by speaking to her and setting this boundary am i the asshole or my husband did we overreact to this and then there's more info here it says my husband did not mention hearing anything he just saw them get out of the bathroom and yes, they were clothed. It's the only bathroom in the house. They spent approximately 10 plus minutes in the shower, according to my husband. Edit. I'm not. <laughs> these, these two are just kind of funny. It says, I'm going to bring my husband to look at the responses to help answer my questions. Okay, just give me a few minutes. I'm sorry I can't respond to everyone, but my husband says he's getting uncomfortable. And that last comment is what kind of threw me here. Because I do subscribe to the My House, My Rules but it kind of seems like the husband's just being a bitch here because I can see the other side of it where they're like, even like they may not be fucking in the shower. They may just be using that time to like reconnect and bond or whatever, which I see and I is important, but I can see, I just, I don't know. I don't think anybody's the asshole here. I think the husband's just, well, yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, So I'm getting some beta energy from the husband. Yeah. I mean, like I, and some of it, I can kind of explain away, like having the wife talk to her sister. I can kind of get that. I don't but see. Just, I here. Here's my problem with the whole ordeal. Whole ordeal is first of all, taking a shower is a very vulnerable thing that you do in your own home. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now you open up that shower to guests guess that you know obviously they're not just some crackhead off the street um oh my god i can't More forget crackheads. i can't i can't forget that i want to play a commercial before we end the podcast tonight but i'm excited yeah so anyways um so however being that it is a vulnerable um you know utilitarian uh activity that we all have to participate in in order to maintain good hygiene regardless yes regardless (laughs) if um they take showers separately or together 
they're both going to be in the shower at one point or another. And, and if anything, I wouldn't be bitching just because you'd be using less of my water. Well, I mean, it's different if you hear them fucking or something. Like, that can be but uncomfortable. That, but he didn't. Exactly. And, exactly. and they came out clothes? at the same time, but they came out clothed. It's not like they were wrapped up in towels and giggling. Uh-huh. You know? And, uh... You know, they probably embraced each other, maybe shared a kiss or two, but it doesn't sound like they have any evidence whatsoever to prove that they were fucking, and even if they weren't, they're in the fucking shower. Well, that's what that's kind of where I'm getting at, too, is because, like, they obviously have a stressful situation with their kid and finances and everything. Would, would you they, rather hear the fucking headboard beating up against, against the, the wall, wall at three o'clock in the morning like, maybe the only time they have to reconnect with each other is when the kid is asleep and they both can catch a shower i just right. yeah be a little like, forgiving yeah you know? i i guess i'm just confused by the, the whole kind of it's it's kind of prudish to feel this way and i'm not saying being a prude's a bad thing and i get that it's your own house but i pick your battles man that's not anything worth fighting though it's a fucking shower and regardless if there's one or two people in it, as long as it's not your wife with her with her <laughs> sister's husband, I wouldn't be fucking giving a shit. I mean, honestly, even them taking a shower together would almost be better than them, like, I don't know, cuddling on the couch in the living room fully clothed. Yeah, I mean, is this dude, yeah. like, just a hardcore Hitler Nazi Christian or what? I mean... And it was he the sound, end where he, he's like, I don't want to expand. I'm uncomfortable. It's like, you literally put this you, on the internet. What are you, you talking about? You started this. You <laughs> yes, are you. the drama. You You're are the, the Karen. You are the asshole. So I'm going to say to the sister, she's not the asshole because she was act, she was acting on her husband's wishes and, and based off of his feedback of being uncomfortable. So I totally get that. I respect that. You know, the sister probably should have just lied and said she did say something and then go about her life. Or, like, if you hear them having sex or any, it escalates anything. Yeah, talk but honestly, the, the, little, the little second part about the updated information did not did help the end. case whatsoever. No. It actually put all the nails in the coffin in their appropriate places and, and sealed it and shipped it. What's funny is this next one does the opposite. There's a big twist, and I, I want to talk about the top and the bottom together and separately before okay. before the update and after the update. Okay. Do you want me? Do you want me to stop before the update and we could talk about it, or do you want to run the whole thing and then talk about it like that? Let's just run the whole thing. Okay. Am I the asshole for not allowing my daughter to contact her bio parents? I, forty female, and my husband, forty two male, I have a daughter nine. She was adopted when she was born by myself and my husband, and she knows she's adopted. Her biological mom was a very sweet 17-year-old girl who wanted to give her kid the best life she could. I don't know if her father knows she was ever born. There were no drug issues or anything like that. Recently, she had a school project where she was supposed to write about where she comes from. She is determined to find her biological mother and father to find out. I offered for her to write about our family instead. Uh, my husband and I don't want her reaching out to them. We told her this, and she's upset, saying we don't understand that she'll always wonder about them and said that we're being selfish by keeping her from finding out who she is. We obviously just want what's best for her. Am I the asshole? Commonly asked questions. The adoption was closed by my husband and I's request. I don't know what that means. Uh, my 
birth mother did give us her contact info in case our daughter wanted to find her. She does have a letter from her birth mother explaining why she was adopted and that it wasn't because she doesn't love her. And then here there's two updates. I took some people's advice and called the phone number I have. To my surprise, she returned my voicemail. I did get her age wrong. She was 18 when we adopted our daughter, and she's now 28. Not married, no additional children. She did confirm the biological father does not know my daughter was born. I let her know while I was calling, but I, but that I truly did not want them to have communication. I explained my reasoning and that we're her parents and we're only doing what we think is best. She let me know that when my daughter and I are ready... She'll be there to answer any questions. I should also ask her brother. Biological mother did offer to do an interview by sending a video answering my daughter's questions or an update. We had a long conversation with our daughter last night about the reasons she'd like to talk to a biological mother and father. My husband and I had a long conversation after that. Today, we called her biological mother. They had a conversation over FaceTime with our supervision. Our daughter did ask about her biological father, and her biological mother did ask my husband and I if it was okay to talk about that. She told our daughter his name, but doesn't know how to contact him. They were high school sweethearts, and they haven't talked in years. I did promise my daughter we'd help find him. Maybe he'll see this here. Our daughter's name is Aubrey. and we're... So in the beginning, I was, like, really against the parents. I was like, you're the asshole here, and yeah. they're being selfish. And then they turned it around. I didn't read the comments to find out why, you know, more because I, I don't do that normally. Yeah, But I can kind of relate to the whole, there's got to be some anxiety and fear there about her meeting her biological mom. What if she loves her more? What if she stops loving us? What if she wants to go live with her? Like, and I think all those fears are valid, but I think it's important that the kid, if the kid wants to meet their mom, they should be able to do it. Because if you don't let them, they're just going to do it when they're 18 and they're going to resent you for it for the entire time yeah. between now and then. Yeah. I mean, more often than not, kids are are just curious and you know she might be a little too young to understand the you know the adult reasons why she was put up uh-huh. for adoption but you could, you could tell her all day but that doesn't mean she's gonna understand it exactly um but i think it's natural to be curious especially if you know you're adopted i mean it, it's got to be very thought-provoking to understand well why why did i why am i not with my actual mom biologically but i think the nurture part of it has a lot to do with it so i think even when they meet their biological parents you are still the people that raise them so yeah i mean they started out a little resistant and a little hesitant which i think is probably a normal you know reaction to the situation um i'm not saying it's the right reaction but it's a very human reaction so i don't i don't even think i would have gone as far if if the updates when it had come through, I don't know if I would have necessarily called them an asshole for it, but because um, I, I can understand the hesitation um, and not wanting to open up a can of worms, but knowing that you took on an adoptive child, you kind of have to go into it with the mindset and you know already have yourself somewhat emotionally prepared for for that. that for that conversation to eventually occur, and I think um, it's a little different if there are problems, like if there is drug use or something. But it being yeah. a no drug use type deal, like, yeah, it was just a you know I'm gonna call this like a Juno situation where the mom uh, just couldn't couldn't uh, afford yeah, to have a kid know, or whatever. A yeah. young a young teenage 
girl got pregnant probably when she shouldn't have went ahead and had the baby but did the right thing for herself and for the child and adopted her out to a family who probably desperately wanted a baby and desperately had tried having a baby but couldn't um you know that's the beautiful thing about fostering and uh and adoption it's uh, it is an option for people who struggle in that area so but that's a little off topic from what we're talking about but I would think it's rellevant though because it's relevant like, yeah it's relevant for for the feelings but it's for not the for the, the situation over, that you think of when you think of that yeah like, yeah so it's like yeah. yeah no i I know um some very close friends of my parents and people that my wife coincidentally works with um were never able to get pregnant and both of their children are started out as fosters and then were adopted eventually Mm -hmm. um and you know one of them came from a very crime-ridden um drug abusive family um and you know as the foster parent it was her job to show up in court you know every once in a while to fight off his biological family from trying to take him back yeah and and the court obviously always tries to keep family with family but you have to prove yourself uh deemed fit and uh emotionally available to do that you're Anna. telling me there's nuance in the act of taking on shaping a human being so when you've gotten yourself tied up into that system and you have uh regular bad habits of not being able to shoot out clean piss every time you're up for a custody hearing uh the judge after so many times stops taking pity on you and allows your child to be adopted out to a family that is going to do provide the child a stable upbringing and, yep. and life you know so is what it is but pretty good assholes huh yeah yeah, yeah better, those were nice than most, dude. so your commercial back to the crackhead real quick it's funny we've said crackhead like 25 times this episode that last time is what yes. reminded you yes we have but have you ever seen the uh the kennedy commercial where he's like if you hate cops so much next time you need help why don't you just call a crackhead yeah yeah cops just because of cops the next time you get in trouble call a crackhead uh... So that's really funny. Yeah. I that's every, like I see that commercial on TikTok every once in a while. And my favorite is the I think it's Herschel Walker where he's like the Democrats say you don't need a fifty round mag for your AR fifteen, but I'd feel differently if I had a crowd of clansmen coming from my house. I'm gonna <laughs> need all fifty of those rounds. And it's like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> talking about self-defense i guess <laughs> so that's really funny there's this other video of a guy 
who's a really strong Second Amendment advocate, lifelong member of the NRA. Um, and uh, so I think it's the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts was in a press conference and decided to take on gun control, which is a lane. It's probably the furthest lane That's so from the lanes that he needed to be in for a sports press conference. Why don't you worry about a Super Bowl ring, buddy? Yeah. So he ends up saying uh, that he starts off the video by saying, well, I think this Colts GM uh, proposed a, uh, a gun control policy that I can actually get behind. And then he goes on, he's like, I just don't understand how, you know, 18-year-olds can go out there and buy AK-15s. <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts and he goes, you know what, you're right. I don't know how we live in a world where we can go out and buy fictional guns that don't even exist. And he was being a complete smartass about it running away with it that reminds me of the ar memes where it was like all the ar attachments and it started out like laser grenade launcher shotgun and then it was chainsaw baby hot sauce dispenser and it was like (laughs) this is a weapon of mass destruction yeah so you know that's a couple little nuances for the end of the episode here but little tasty treats to to savor on all in all it's been a fun ass evening I would agree. Uh, I didn't say at the beginning, but, you know, give us a rate, give us a comment, tell your mom, your dad, your brother about us. It helps. You got anything? Uh, You know, have a happy and safe Halloween. Spoopy season. Thanks for listening. Look out for all the razor blades and your chocolate that aren't there and your fentanyl lace gummies and your THC candies. and You know, just be good parents and do the right thing. I'm going to pass out apples with fentanyl inside of them. I'm going to hand out. Candy fentanyl I'm going to put out a bowl of tooth- toothbrushes and say, take one, please, and then not be here to see people's reactions. He didn't specify take one toothbrush. I read that as take one bowl. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, uh, we'll, we'll do a quick little like top five worst things that get handed out for trick-or-treat. First and foremost, candy corn. Any kind of religious pamphlet. Yes, that. But let's talk about candy corn for just a hot little second. It's like candle it, wax that's yes. been set out. Yeah, just fucking stale candle wax that has had 50,000 grams of sugar compacted into it. So funny. And um, then uh, apples. Those... People yes. hand out apples or fruit in general. That's a big Off... no-no. Off-brand Tootsie Pops that have the gum that dissolves in your mouth when you do it. <laughs> Toothbrushes is also on that list, yeah. but apples, um, and then uh, candy corn, and let's see, religious pamphlets. Uh, some people just hate Tootsie Rolls. I personally like them. I I actually stole all Eliza's Tootsie Rolls, and they're in a jar on my desk because they're a choking hazard. Good Sorry, for kid. you. Good for you. <laughs> I mean, I fuck with some Tootsie Rolls. But yeah, so too, yeah. if anyone does give you a uh, a less than satisfactory uh, trick or treat. Um, you know what? You got to TP their house and light it on fire. Know, yeah, if, they're, if they're not giving you the treat, then you got to give them the trick. And, you know, that's Arson. the name of the game. 
arson, arson, fire, burn it down. Don't do that. The whole neighborhood. They'll learn. Paint it red. Okay. Just like, like, just like the front door. But on that note, y'all have a happy, safe Halloween. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye.